You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're Arab. We're, uh, we're Palestinian, like I said. We're also Catholic. I think that confuses some people because you, uh, you assume that all Arabs are Muslims. But if you think about it for just one second, it makes perfect sense. Jesus was from there, you guys. <laughs> he was from there. Like I said, my mom is from the same hometown as Jesus. Like, my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather went to high school with him. Signed his yearbook and everything. Signed it, hashtag be blessed. That's what he did. Rami Maclaw on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Oh, man, I've added so much to that joke since I posted that clip. I wish you could hear the whole thing. I am Rami Maclaw. On 670, the score here with you for the next three hours and a jam-packed show for you between now and 9 o'clock. I am not from Circa Resort and Casino. I did not quite make that cut. No, I am from the Hyundai Score Studios. Just a regular old Hyundai Score Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I got Tyler Buterbaugh on the other side of the glass. Our first time working together. Tyler, how are you this evening? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to have some fun these next three hours? I'm ready, man. I'm excited. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to go as well. You've produced up a fine show for us this evening. Young Tyler, Sam Smith of Bulls.com will be here at 620. Scott Merkin from MLB.com. He covers the White Sox. We'll talk about that Southside baseball team at 720 with him. And Eric Edholm of uh, Yahoo Sports. He covers the NFL and the NFL Draft. He'll be here at 8. I'm going to talk Bulls and Pat and, 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 and sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'm going to talk Bulls, Bears, Cubs, and Sox with you throughout the evening at 312-644-6767 is how you can get in on the phone lines or in the tech zone. But before before we get to Sam and the Bulls talk, and after I talk to Sam, I want to open up the phones to you to talk some Bulls at about 640 here on the score. I just, I'm only here like once a week, once every couple of weeks on the score, and like stuff builds up in me, and sometimes I just got, I just got to get it off my chest. And I feel like I'm being made to be a fool here by the Chicago Cubs. And I don't appreciate that. I really I don't appreciate being made to look like a fool by the Chicago Cubs. I do a perfectly fine job of making myself look like a fool. All right? I don't need the Cubs to do that for me. And what I mean by that, and and I got a few minutes to talk Cubs with you at 312-644-6767 if you if you are so inclined before we get in Sam Smith for some Bulls talk. Okay, so they decided to blow this thing up last year. I wasn't on board with that. As a matter of fact, I was doing some afternoons with Parkins at the time, and I was losing my damn mind. I was getting red-faced. I was screaming. I was angry. I was saying, why are we doing this? We don't need to do this. This is not necessary. I don't want to hear about your biblical losses. I understand that maybe there are some baseball changes to be made, but we don't have to do this. We don't have to get rid of 
everybody. But then once, you know, the emotions settled, the dust settled, and, and, and we were left with what we were left with as Cubs fans, I went, okay, well, we're here. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I know most of you aren't going anywhere. This is where we are. This is, this is the reality. This is, this is the world that we live in now. This is what we're doing. And you know what? I'm even going to show a little faith and give the front office and even the Ricketts the benefit of the doubt because they spent boatloads of money, not just in having a top three to five payroll for the entirety of that run that included a World Series championship, but investing in resources and in infrastructure and in basically everything that Theo Epstein asked for to change the way that the Cubs do baseball business. So I said, I'll give him, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll, and, and I'll buy into this thing. And I'll even believe them when they say that they're, they're, and we keep on hearing this term, threading the needle of rebuilding or resetting this franchise while also trying to compete. That's what we keep being told. That's, that's the line that we keep being sold by the Chicago Cubs. And now, now, for a team that's supposed to be trying to thread the needle of hitting the reset button and competing at the same time, you're about to let your 27-year-old all-star catcher walk away as they can't come to come to terms on a contract and both sides are saying we probably won't talk much about a contract once the season starts. Who better to have around to thread the needle to bridge that gap from that team to the next one and keep you competitive than a catcher who's in his late 20s and at the top of his game. That's not a guy who fits fits the, the, the mold of the players you would want to have around to thread the needle to show the, the, the group of guys that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years how it's done. A guy with some championship medal who's been there and done it before. And not only been there and done it before, been there and done it for the Chicago Cubs for the first time in 108 years. That guy, doesn't, that guy doesn't fit the mold of trying to thread the needle. This is, what, this is what Wilson Contreras himself had to say about a potential contract extension just a couple days ago down at Cubs Spring Training. The first year that I heard about the trade rumors was 2019. That was the first year that I really felt like, uh, like uh, it was super distracting for me. But then I left from that, 2020 was the same, 2021 was the same, so right now I'm, I'm really good with it. When you hear like trade rumors because you're doing something good on the field that another team might want. And uh, I understand that the Chicago Cubs are on review right now. If And uh, if they can get good, like, like I said, good packages, they're going to do whatever they do best for the team. So anyways, uh, whatever happens, happens. I will, uh, yeah, whatever happens, happens. That's it. That doesn't sound like a guy who thinks he's going to be around for very long. And I can't, I can't understand that, man. I can't. And again, I'm a guy, and I know a lot of Cubs fans were so angry at what they did last year that they're not in the same camp as me. I'm a guy who's given this, the organization the benefit of the doubt once, once I settled down after they did what they did last year. I said, hey, you know what? There were actual baseball reasons behind doing that. It, obviously, there were financial reasons behind it, but man, it wasn't working. There were baseball reasons behind it. You didn't have to blow up the whole thing, but you did, and here we are. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to be honest and transparent like you were the first time around and how this thing is being done. And when you say you're going to try and thread the needle of, of rebuilding and being competitive at the same time, 
I'll believe you. I trust you. And moves like Marcus Stroman and Seiya Suzuki make me even start to believe and trust you more. But how are you going to let Wilson Contreras walk away or even trade him away? That guy should be one of the centerpieces of what the Cubs are doing moving forward. And on top of that, on top of that, why is Carlos Correa not a Cub? Like, I, I, I didn't want them to go in on like an eight or a 10-year deal for Carlos Correa. But man, he signed with the Twins for three years. 100, $110 million, I think, was the number that I saw. And I know that's a lot of money year to year, but it wouldn't even put the Cubs into a luxury tax. And as far as the long-term ramifications of it, super low risk. Really kind of low risk for the Cubs. And just like I said about Wilson Contreras, who better to thread the needle with than a 27-year-old five-time All-Star MVP candidate gold glove championship shortstop? How did the Cubs not put something on the table better than what the Twins were offering? With a guy that's perfect for what you're trying or you claim you're trying to do organizationally. Don't pee down my leg and tell me it's raining, man. That's that's all I ask is like be honest and transparent about what's going on here. And when when you're trading away Wilson Contreras and you're letting the Twins outbid you and put a more attractive package on the table for Carlos Correa than you are when we've been hearing that you were a candidate to go and get him, one of few. Like what what exactly is going on here? Those guys those are two perfect guys for what the Cubs claim that they're trying to do. And I'm starting to lose faith in this thing already. And maybe I'm being reactionary. Maybe this is a knee-jerk reaction, and let's see what they have planned. But man, I'm already starting to lose faith in this thing. They had me bought in to some degree. Where are you at with the Cubs? 312-644-6767. Let's get in uh, JT from Crystal Lake. You're on the score. What's up, JT? Hey, yeah, no, I'm way past giving up. I gave up. These guys delivered a championship first in 108 years. They were all in their primes. And I know everyone's, oh, no, they were past their primes. They were this, they were that. They weren't winning. Well, yeah, it's not easy to win when you don't get to add anything to your team. You don't get to add a position player since 2016. You don't get to add a, a pitcher other than you, Darvish. And by the way, at the beginning of last year, they cut you, Darvish, or no, they traded him for a bunch of guys that were four years away, and mm-hmm. then they said it wasn't a salary dump, which it was. You know, they wouldn't take uh, Kyle Schwarber for $8 million. Someone else signed him for ten, and then this year someone signed him for $76 million. Okay? That's bad evaluation. Okay? That's their own guy. How could they not know he's this good? We knew he was this good, but they didn't know he was this good. Okay, so if they did all this to guys that were in their prime and Fangraph says in your prime is 27 to 32. And obviously the rest of the league thinks they're still damn good since they all got multi-year, multi-million dollar deals. Okay, if if they, you know, cut these guys and didn't want these guys who won after 108 years, why in the heck would I buy season tickets, which I told them I would not do again. Okay, why would I buy season tickets when. They crapped on these guys. They crapped on their heroes, okay? One time. Usually you're buying drinks. You're getting bought drinks the rest of your life in this town. But, mm-hmm. no, these guys couldn't even re-sign them. 
you know, because of some, oh, we remember they gave us this crap for years. Oh, we'll never be able to resign them all. We'll never be able to afford it. And then the media went along with it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unlikely to be able to sign them all. But you know what? They could have. Look at the math. But you know, I didn't, is, and J, JT, they, thanks for the call, man. We got to get to Sam Smith here in just a few minutes. They didn't have to bring back everybody. And I even swallowed the tough pill of trading the core of that championship team. And I went, hey, man, at least they kept Wilson Contreras around and they'll build the next thing around him. And it's not going to be as painful or as long as the last time. But then now you're going to let Wilson Contreras slip away? And 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 I, I see somebody texting me from the 708 and the Rosen Hyundai text line. Correa went to the Twins because of the opt-out year after year one. He probably won't be a twin next year. Give him, then give him the opt-out year. Fine. What's the risk? What's the loss? And guy in the 231 who's texted eight times about how I'm an idiot and you want somebody to tell me I'm an idiot. I see you. Loud and clear, man. I'm not on CBS, though. This is live and local. 670 the score, baby. Chicago's home for sports talk. That's where you're hearing this idiot. It's not CBS. Here's one from the 229. What is so good about Contreras? He is always hurt, just like Bryant and Rizzo. The Padres want to unload Hosmer and Myers. Man, I just, sometimes, I don't, I I don't know what y'all are watching. If you don't understand how good Wilson Contreras is and what he means to this team, I just, I don't know what you're watching. I'm glad I was able to get that off my chest. Little Cubs talk off the top. Next hour or so is going to be all Bulls. I'll open up the phone lines and the text line to you after I talk with Sam Smith of Bulls.com. He's going to join me next right here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robbie Makloff with you on 670 The Score on a Friday evening with you until 9 o'clock. I'm going to talk some bulls with you at 312-644-6767 is how you can dial in or text in. You can also always tweet the show at 670 The Score at Rami. R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. We'll do that in just a few minutes. And Scott Merkin of MLB.com, he'll be here to talk some White Sox 
at 720. But joining me right now on the Circa Resort and Casino guest line from Bulls.com and the author of The Jordan Rules. Always a pleasure to talk some hoops with Mr. Sam Smith. Sam, how are you this evening, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Sam, you've you've been covering the Bulls and the NBA for, for a good long while. Do, you, do yep. you have a sense for whether or not this is a team that's in a tailspin or just a team that's in a rough patch and can pull out of it, hopefully, before the playoffs? <laughs> well, it's not a good time to uh, be playing your worst. So, um uh, yeah, uh, you can all you can all things can always turn around, you know, because of the cliche uh, second season. We're all zero and zero. And I'm sure you're going you will hear all about this. Mm-hmm. You know, once the regular season ends and the playoff begins, you'll read all the quotes about everybody's zero and zero. Uh, it's the second season. It starts again. Uh, you know, but that said, it, it, this is not a good time to not be playing well. So, you, you know, the Bulls are in a hole uh, as a result of that. And there there are reasons. There there are reasons for it, you know, the old besides the usual injuries or whatever. I, I think one thing they did, and I think it's showing up now, uh, but, but, it, but I agree that they had to do it. I, I think, you know, the coach – pushed them harder in the first half than most other teams. Now, I, I like that. I, I, I prefer guys to actually play instead of taking so much time off, as you see in the, you know, in the game so much these days, which I think is inappropriate. Um, but the Bulls needed to gain some credibility, which they didn't have over the last five years and, mm-hmm. you know, with the rebuilds and everything that was going on and, you know, losing on purpose or getting draft picks, whatever the community was rooting for, uh, they've ba- basically been forgotten on the NBA radar, and they had established themselves back on it. And so I think they pushed themselves a little bit, you know, more than most. Uh, DeRozan, to his credit, never took off, basically. You know, Zach played through a lot, you know, and and we normally – congratulate these players. That's what we want. That's the ethic we want. We want to see these guys compete. Um, and so that combined with, you know, some of the injuries, I mean, they lost and every team did. So it's not, it's not an adequate excuse because everybody had, I mean, the Clippers have the two best players out all season, basically. And they're still, you know, hanging in there around the, you know, playoffs and around 500. Um, you know, but then they lose Williams. But the big thing was losing, you know, ball because, you know, for the last basically since Derrick Rose left, they didn't have a power, uh, a point, a point guard, and and the, the primary the off season before they got uh, the Rosen, which was really cool, was to get a point guard. That was and they, and so they get one in ball, and then we knew they were small. So so the way. And Billy Donovan and I, and I think he did right and did a good job with it and said, well, you know, we can't we can't teach taller, but we can we can teach quicker, and and playing in transition and causing turnovers and sort of making up for the deficit and rebounding by um, by getting turnovers, steals, which they're getting a lot of. But once you know he and Caruso went were out, that really changed that formula, and so I think that. That sort of eventually sort of had a cumulative effect to, you know, where they have ended up now. 
do you think you like you said they needed to to build up some some credibility after what this organization has been recently? Do you think that that credibility was earned, or do you think this this dropping off the radar for the Bulls is something more permanent, and they have to earn that that respect and that credibility all over again somehow? No, no, I, I think I think they moved up there. You know, I think Demar Derozan is. You know, I don't know if he'll end up in the top five in MVP, but you know, by All Star break, he was you know certainly in there, and and uh, probably as many national stories about him at All Star break as much anybody, um, especially you know especially with the Lakers sort of difficulties. Billy Billy Donovan missed by I think a half game of being the All Star coach. Um, you know, Levine, you see now on a loads of national commercials. Um, and so I think, they, I think, I think no matter what occurs, it's a successful season for that reason that, that they've, they've got players that are considered among the elite now, um, you know, coach, you know, at that level, uh, management has made these moves that uh, turn around. I think, I think, uh, Garnasovas will be, if if not the winner of um, Executive of the Year, you know one of the you know top three. So I I, I think they've gained that and uh, gotten themselves in that in this position. And you know, and still they're only a couple of games out of you know. Obviously they're in this terrible sure. uh, slide, but they, but they're still just a couple of games out of first. I mean, you know, second, whatever. You know, I think I think. What Phillies like? They're three games behind Philly and third, or something. I mean, so it's there's not a huge separation, even though they're not, you know, they're not playing well. So I do think they achieved that goal, and and so it's it's sort of that first step. I know fans, you know, that's not enough for fans. You know, the way they were going, you know, I think the community consensus was, hey, you know, we're back. Get out the foam fingers. We're going to Grand <laughs> Park again, you know. And so it was a little premature for you know as they kept saying brand new team, you know, and 10 new guys or something. So, but I do think, I do think they've made a very large step and look, betting, everybody endorses betting. Now the bulls are in partnership with, with gambling concerns, you know, MGM grant, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you pick the over, you won this season, you know, they're basically, (laughs) you know, so, you know, so they beat Vegas and that's certainly a start. Talking with Sam Smith of Bulls.com here on the score. Rami Makhlouf with you on a Friday evening. Of that that long list of things that, that you pointed out that have gone wrong for this team in this tough stretch, Sam, how, how much of it is fixable? I know, you, obviously, injuries, as you as you said, is a, big, is a big part of it, and they just pushed back Lonzo Ball's sort of timetable for return or how, how, how hard they're going to work him and coming back from that injury other other than the injuries how much of of what has gone wrong here is fixable down the stretch to try and get this thing right or as close to right as they can before the playoffs well without ball you know it's going to be because they really don't have a point a starting point guard you know Alonzo Alex Russo is a backup point guard and and you know as much as the community likes Dosumo he's not an NBA starting point guard and you know he's he did fine. He had to fill an emergency uh, starter. But look, if 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 Ball and Caruso were play, he wouldn't have played this season. So you know, so you know, credit to him for stepping in, doing what he can. Um, and you saw 
as soon as Donovan could, he, you know, he threw Caruso back in there as soon as he, as quickly as he could. So, so that, that's really a tough one. And, and, but you know, you can't force a guy back, you know, at knee, this is his second meniscus surgery on the same knee. You know, that's, that's, you know, and he signed what the first year, this first year of four year contract. So the bulls haven't, haven't said anything, but I would certainly uh, be cautious of that. But then, you know, then once the playoffs begin, you know, you get matchups, you know, and, and the interesting thing is going to be in the East, you know, somebody on top is going to get the nets. I don't know if it's Ben Simmons is going to play, but just the fact that Irving can play now and Durant can play, you know, and assume they get seven or eight, all of a sudden, you know, Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, who, who somebody who spent all season, you know, working to get, get a, a one, top one or two seed is going to face the preseason favorite in the first round. And so all of a sudden, you know, who knows what, you know, goes on as far as, you know, teams getting knocked out, uh, favorable matchups. So I think, you know, as long as you have, and the Bulls are going to get a nice rest, you know, assuming, and I, I, I believe they'll stay out of the play in, they're going to get a nice rest to, you know, get some energy back, uh, heal up a little bit with that play in tournament, you know, which they'll be able to watch with the rest of us. And, um, you know, the, and, and so then as long as you've got uh, Levine and um, DeRozan, you know, you've got you've got a lot of high level offense. You know, with the uh, you know supporting Vucevic, they still have three scores, three All Star level players, and so that that gives you you know that gives you a kind of a puncher's chance. So I, I think they sort of go back to maybe where they were a couple of months back and say, you know, hey, you know, we'll take our shot with these three guys. So I, I you know I certainly think they have opportunities. You know, despite as badly as it's gone the last several weeks. Um, you know, to to depending on the matchups, depending on the circumstances, and you know, based around those three guys, um, they they still have opportunities to pull an upset. You know, assuming they're going to be you know playing off the road to start the playoffs. Not, not to jump too far ahead, Sam, because I am I am still looking forward to the playoffs, and I'm with you. I think that this team will play better basketball and and at least be competitive in, in a playoff series and, and maybe even pull out one. But beyond that, what's, what's not here with the Bulls? Let's, let's, say, let's say they're fully healthy, Sam. What's, what's not here for the Bulls that as they build this thing, you think they need to find and add moving down the line? Well, they need a, and these things are not easy to get. You know, they've spent several years working on them. Uh, they have several holes. One is they need, they could use a rim protecting, seven footer, athletic kind of, you know, Mitchell Robertson like the Knicks have. You know, not to, not necessarily to start at center, but you, you know, to to be a guy both to come off the bench and also Vucevic really can play a stretch four. So you you can play, you know, because he, he actually spends more time the way the Bulls offense runs. They, they they put him outside more than they put him inside. So, he you know, he can step outside and shoot. And even though he's, he, he, you know, been consistent this year, I think it's because of the positions he's been in. So uh, that would be my first priority to get an athletic you know, big guy that, that you could, you know, get around the basket, uh, you know, play some defense and play with Vucevic. And then also upgrade your, um, you know, point guard position, uh, which is tough. Obviously, it took him a long time to get someone like Ball. But, you know, given his health and circumstances and other knee surgery, you know, to have somebody who's, who can push the ball, 
penetrate, get in the paint, um, you know, collapse the defense a little bit, a little more athletic uh, player at, you know, at the point. And then, you know, not necessarily because I think Patrick Williams has a chance to develop, but, you know, so far he's been a really uh, poor rebounder. <laughs> he has, you know, he, he's and, – and frankly, I wouldn't even have brought him back this year. He missed five months like he has, injured, not played. It's almost unfair to ask him to do much. And so – but, you know, going forward um, – You've got to get him to play. He, he and he's young. I mean, he's still twenty. You know, making a lot of excuses for him. But I think there's you know some potential there. But you got to let a fire under him a little bit, which it hasn't been. You know, last year, as you remember, it was like, hey, why is he shooting? Shoot the ball, shoot the ball. And this year, like I said, it's he's back just a few games, and but he but he doesn't rebound much. And and you've got to get somebody to be a little you know physical at that position. You, you know. It, uh, he, he can shoot a little bit, he, he, you know. Ne- you know, needs to sh- you know, needs to have more, a little more scorers mentality. He's a little too unselfish, um, but that's a lesser priority, you know, to me. But I think those things, you know, we're talking all kind of role players here. I'm not sure. talking about the way it was before. You know, get an All Star, get an MVP. They got that. They got that stuff. So I think they just need a little more support around the guys they've got, which is which you know Connor Sovis has been very creative um, last you know off season. So uh, you know I think I think the possibilities are there to you know if it, depending on what happens and they don't if they don't go far, if you don't get the chance to do that Grand Park celebration, I, I think they have opportunities to do some things to get better. Sam Smith of Bulls.com, my guest here for just a, a few more minutes. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Friday evening. Sam, just one question outside of the Bulls. If you don't mind me asking, do you have an MVP vote this year? Because this MVP race is so, it's fascinating to me and so close. And if I had one, I don't. They would never trust me with one. But if I had one, I honestly don't know where it would go at this point with, you know, eight, ten games left in the regular season. Yeah, it's pretty tough. I'd probably come down between uh, Giannis and Embiid. Uh, I know there's been some, uh, you know, some talk for Jokic because of his numbers, but the Nuggets are just too far out. I mean, they might be in the play-in. I think that they're only a game ahead of Minnesota, who's been playing better. Um, so I would eliminate him. I can't. I, I know Westbrook won a few years back with a sixth-place team, but that was because he had a historic. Um, triple double season, you know, Oscar first won 50 years, whatever. And to me, the guy, to me, MVP is a combination of uh, best player on the best team. Doesn't have to be the best player in the league. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the best player, um, uh, you know, the first place team. But a couple of guys have eliminated themselves, you know, because they have you know, missed a lot of games, Durant, um, you know, and with you know them falling down there, the Suns, Chris Paul being out, you know Booker sort of moved his way in. John Morant, you know Grizzly's been great, but he's missed, he's like missed 18 games already. I think they won them all practically, 16 and two or something. And you know the Warriors, Curry's been that. So to me, the guys who've made the most impact with the best teams have been by far Embiid and Giannis. Those I would have those two guys ahead of everybody. 
That's Sam Smith, legendary Bulls writer. Check out his work at Bulls.com on Twitter, at Sam Smith Hoops, and my guest for the last few minutes here on The Score. Always appreciate talking with you, Sam. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, good to talk to you. Thanks. And Sam Smith joins me on The Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I'm glad Sam said that this season is still a success. Because it is, and I, I know I know Bulls fans are are really are really in their feelings right now about this team and what they're going through. And you shouldn't be, man. You shouldn't be. This is still a really good season for this Bulls team, almost regardless of what happens from here on out. And that's that's what I want to talk with you about right after this. You can get in at 312-644-6767. You can give me a call or you can get in on the Rosen Hyundai text line. Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. How disappointing, surprising is this bold swoon? Is it ruining what's been a, a good and really fun season? I want to talk with Bulls fans right after this on The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That was the call last night right here on The Score. Rami Makhlouf with you on a Friday night on The Score. Bulls are at the Cavs tomorrow, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock tip right here on these airwaves. I got Tyler Buterbaugh on the other side of the glass. And on the ones and twos, and I, I just want to, I just want to check how how Bulls fans are feeling right now. How disappointing, surprising is this Bulls swoon? Is it ruining what's been a good and really really fun season? Three one two six four four six seven six seven is how you get in on the score listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. That loss uh, there that you heard go final. From uh, Chuck, that was the, their fifth loss in their last six games. Seven of their last ten. This game is this team is now 16 and 20 on the road. They've lost seven of eight of their last eight on the road. And the one win that they got was against Detroit, who's just awful. They're one game out of the seven seed and that play-in tourney, which I don't think any of us thought we'd be saying a couple of weeks ago. And now this Bulls team has fallen to 0-16 against the top three teams from each conference, 3-19 against the top five teams from both conferences. And it's not been fun lately to be a Bulls fan and to watch this team with everything that that I just listed off. And I, I, know, I know this hurts. I understand that this hurts, but I wouldn't let it ruin what's been a really, really good season. I've been both on these airwaves and elsewhere in, you know, personal conversations with Bulls fans. I've been sort of, I've, I've been the bad guy. I've, I've been the villain. I've been the, the, the wet blanket or at least accused of being that because I never fully bought into this Bulls team. I never thought that they were a championship contender, but I also, at the same time, I, I acknowledged and 
saw and appreciated what was going on here, which is a very good thing. And I'm and I'm not going to let this stretch ruin it for me, but I think it's easier for me to not let this stretch ruin it for me than it is for a lot of people and the people who were buying into this team as a championship contender. Don't let this... And I just finished talking with Sam Smith, who said this is still a successful season for the Bulls. And I, I would agree with him almost regardless of what happens here. They've, they've made leaps and bounds in progress in a very short time with this organization. And I don't know, I honestly don't know if this core ever results or mounts to a championship team, but just what I've seen from the front office and how, how well, how, how good they are just at scouting and finding talent and bringing guys in who fit what they want to do and can excel in the things that they want to do. That's that's very promising and encouraging to me that even if it's not this group of guys, this core that wins a championship one day is for, for the Bulls, that this front office can find the right guys to do that. And on top of that, you're you're building something, you're building the Bulls back into something respectable. As Sam Smith said, earning some some NBA credibility and and not being sort of a laughing stock and a joke of this league, which they quickly became. And it's weird, man, because you had the Jordan years, and then you had a little lull, and then you had the Derrick Rose years, and since then, the Bulls have been an organization that a lot of NBA people will point at and laugh at and have jokes about. And they're not that anymore, and I don't think they're going back to that anytime soon. I think, it, I think it only gets better from here. I think the arrow is pointing up, and it's the first time in a long time that we can say that. And, and for me, that's, that's what I was hoping for from this season. I never, I never thought that this was a team that was going to be a, a championship contender. And for that, I got told, you know, I'm a wet blanket. I got accused of being, you know, the Bucks guy because I, I host an afternoon show on our sister station, 1250 AM The Fan in Milwaukee. And I mean, yeah, I was shirtless in the Deer District celebrating the championship when they won it. But the Bulls, I'm still a Bulls fan, man. I'm still a Chicagoan through and through. And I, I, I was hoping I'd be wrong. I really was. And I would, I would say that every time I talked about it, whether it was with you here and you can talk some Bulls with me, 312-644-6767, or whether it was in discussions with family and friends, about this basketball team, I'd be called I'd be called the wet blanket, and I, and I'd, and every time I'd say I hope I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, I want to be wrong, and I don't think that this Bulls team is as bad as what we've seen in this stretch, where they've lost nine of ten or whatever it is. I just read off the numbers to you. I don't think they're this bad, but I also don't think they were quite as good as as what we saw for for a good long stretch there in the season. No, Seven I, of ten, excuse me. Sorry, I, go ahead, Tyler. No, it's all good. No, I think uh, I kind of agree with you on that. I think that they just had like a really good run early in this season. And then me personally, I kind of said this before, is I believe a lot of when they had that COVID and injury uh, stretch, I think that just kind of ruined their whole their whole motive and their and all that stuff. And so I think that's what kind of slowed them down. And they're kind of just in this hiccup and they can't get out of it. 
Yeah, but I think they will get out of it. I don't think they're going to keep playing this bad. And I know it's it's now I don't even know if they're getting Lonzo Ball back because he seems to have taken or had a setback in his recovery. But I, even without Lonzo Ball, I think that this team will play closer to the level that we saw him playing at earlier in the season. But I don't know that they can retain that level. And And on top of that, Let's let's be real and let's be honest about what happened elsewhere around the NBA, guys. All right? Because the Bucks, the 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 Sixers and and some of the other and the Celtics and some of these other teams around the East and even now with the Nets getting Kyrie back full time, they didn't necessarily have their foot down on the gas pedal. And the Bulls did for much of the season had their foot down on the gas pedal. And now maybe they're paying for it with some guys breaking down with injuries or just seeing the, seeing some signs of fatigue. Those teams now are, are, are ramping things up for the postseason. And you're seeing how quickly the tables can turn when teams that have players like a Giannis, like an Embiid, like a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving, like a Jason Tatum, that superstar type of potential who when they go, all right, it's time to do this thing now. How quickly the tables can turn, and now and now the now the standings look a lot closer to what I think most people thought they would look like at the start of the season than the topsy turvy wackiness that we had earlier on in the NBA season. The Bulls just aren't in a class with those teams, and if you thought they were, I understand it's a long, hard fall and it hurts. But man, don't let this ruin what what the Bulls have done this season. It's been a really good really fun, really positive season where this organization has grown by leaps and bounds. How disappointing, how surprising is this swoon? Is it ruining what's been a really good, really fun season for you Bulls fans? 312-644-6767 is how you can get in on the phones, on the text line. You can also tweet the show at 670score or at Rami. R-A-M-I-E is tweeting is how you can interact and follow your boy. Let's go to uh, Belvedere, from, or excuse me, Brian from Belvedere, not Mr. Belvedere. You're on 670 The Score. What's up, Brian? Uh, not too much. So I'm listening to your show, um, listening to Score a lot. Um, the thing that I've noticed lately is it seems like their offense has definitely changed since Alonzo Ball has been out. I see everybody out outside the three-point line. And excuse me. And it seems like nobody's cutting to the basket anymore, and they're all just standing around. And at the beginning of the season, I kept telling people it's like they're playing offense that looks uh, more like college or something. They're passing the ball and they're moving it, but nobody's moving to the basket anymore. Is one of the things. Besides that, um, <clears throat> Vucevic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but it's. Uh, uh, he's like one of the players that's been healthy through the year. He hasn't been producing, I think, what we everybody talks of how great he is with his double-doubles, but it's not happening when the shots are needed. Right. So. Yeah, and, and with Vucevic, I mean, I think – thanks for the call. I appreciate it. This is going to sound weird. I think with Vuce – I think not knowing what you're going to get is kind of what you know he is. You know what I mean? The guy, like the, the, the stat line at the end of the year, and he's a good player, man. The stat line at the end of the year, you're going to look at it and go, oh, double-double guy. Pretty good. That's pretty. That guy's pretty good. 
and he is, but it's just some nights it's there, and sometimes it's just not with Vooch. He's just an inconsistent player, and I think you just kind of have to get used to not knowing on a night-to-night basis what you're going to get from him. And yet, with, when he talks about guys not, not moving towards the basket and just not moving in general, he's, he's right. That's one of the things that the rhythm of this Bulls offense has just disappeared for, for some reason. I, and they've been without Lonzo Ball for, for a while and, and, and still made things work. A lot of that, though, was DeMar Rosen, De, DeRozan just playing absolutely out of his mind and filling it up and being a one-man wrecking crew, even when Zach Levine was out with an injury. DeRozan cools off a little bit. Some of the other guys that were filling in for Lonzo Ball at, at the point guard position who were maybe playing over their heads, they cool off a little bit, come back down to earth, and now you start to see some of the some of the dysfunction that you're going to see when you're – your point guard, your starting point guard, and a high-level point guard is missing, you, you start to see some of the cracks in the foundation of, 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 of the Bulls and, and that offense and this team as a whole. But again, again, and maybe it's easier for me to say this because my expectations weren't as high as a lot of people's expectations. I don't think you should let this ruin what's been a good season for you. I know it hurts right now, but hey, look at it this way. So much of... You know, sports is just entertainment. And so much of the entertainment of sports is hope. We all, one fan base is going to get that payoff at the end of the year. That real good, feel-good payoff where you end the season with a good taste in your mouth. So much of it is hope and just believing. And not a lot of fan bases had the, the luxury or the entertainment of having hope as long as the Bulls fan base did. Like, if the hope is left to you, it hurts, but much like love, better to have hoped and lost hope than to never have hoped at all. Does that make it? You see what I'm saying? So don't don't let this be don't let this be something that that brings you down, Bulls fans. First of all, they're going to play better than this. I think they'll have a good showing in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win a series, but they'll have a good showing in the playoffs. They'll be competitive. And the big picture is this team took a huge huge step forward as an organization and earning some credibility. And even if this isn't a championship core, a place where maybe championship caliber players will will want to come and play and not the mess that it was for a few years before that. How surprising, how disappointing is this swoon? Is it ruining what's been a really good, really positive, really fun Bulls season? Want to talk with Bulls fans at 312-644-644. 6767 is how you can get in on the phones. The Rosen Hyundai text line. You can tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami. R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. It's Rami Makloff with you on the score on a Friday night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.